This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me again. Julian Campbell here. We've got another great show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we're going to be looking at those ideas that work, some simple tips that can help your business. We're also talking with John Cayley about some business ideas that may suit retirees. But right now, we're going to talk with Grant Bridge from TK Distributors, which are special, specialist electrical suppliers to the mining and transport industries. Good afternoon, Grant. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you going? Oh, I'm very well. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, it's... Uh, Interesting to talk to uh, successful businesses and what makes them uh, successful. So I suppose the first question to ask you is, why did you go into business in the first place? Um, basically, the reason why we why I went into business is um, I'd spent 10 years in the electrical industry uh, as a sales rep and had five years on hand-on experience as well. Um, and a particular product that uh, guys were having trouble accessing here in Australia I then pursued and, and found out that um, no one was actually representing him here in Australia. It was actually an American product. Um, so, yeah, pursued it from there and went over to America and um, went through the factory and contacted the guys there and, and seen that it was a great product and just um, just sort of went from there, really, come back and always had a passion to work for myself as well. Mm. Um, so how long ago was that? How long ago did you set the business up? Um, well, it's been two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Still a relatively young company, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're we're growing all the time. We've um, yeah, we've also picked up new products along the way, which is I think's helped us as well. Um, but just having that relationship with the with the Americans, uh, with the cable that we do import, was uh, was certainly a, a good start, and it's certainly paying off now. So the new products you've picked up along the way are they you've suddenly seen again a need in the marketplace, and they're uh, and they're unable to provide it. Yeah, exactly. Um, having that experience in the mining industry. Um, working up the valley and, and spending time in it you can you see the application and you can see where certain products can be used and that was uh, that was what we sort of focused on XA and cable originally um, and yeah the other ones have sort of have sort of gone hand in hand with that particular product mm. now it's not easy to set up a business uh, what sort of challenges have you had along the way um, uh, yeah there's always a challenge <laughs> Day to day, there's always a challenge, but probably the biggest one being a small business is is cash flow. Right. Um, that's always something that, um, especially in in our industry where we've sort of we've got to import a product from from America, we've got to ship it over here um, and basically have it here. And anywhere, if they've got it on, on the on the shelf, there could take between six to eight weeks to send it by seas. Mm. So you need to have um, stock here. Um, in, in Australia to, to be able to supply the Australian and, and New Zealand market we're starting to touch into as well. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's probably been the hardest thing is to, to keep the cash flow and, and to keep it all sort of rolling along. But, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly challenging. But and, and do your customers are on, on credit accounts, so they take several to- weeks to pay you too? Yeah, you're right. Mainly um, in the industry we're in, with, mm. as I said, the mining and the oil industry, Predominantly, it's 30 days from end of month. So, um, you know, if they buy it the first of the month, really, it can be up to 60 days before mm. you're actually going to get paid. Mm. So, um, and have you seen a tightening up of cash out there? Have you found people are maybe taking a little bit longer than they used to, or they're still pretty good there? 
Yeah, you're certainly, um, you're certainly right, Julian. They, they seem to be um, sort of tightening up a little bit. Mm. Um, the customers we've got, we've been, we've been really lucky. Um, we haven't had anyone um, say go, go bad on us or, or, or any of those terms. But they, they stringing us out a little bit. But we, that's our number one thing now. We, we make sure in the first week of that month that we're we're in contact with them. You're on the phone to them. Yeah, we just send with an email and then just touch base with them. You know. Have you got some examples of some success story there that you've got uh, some little situations that might have happened? Um, yeah, probably little ones. Um, there was an opportunity where um, the actual uh, the product we we buy the, back to the cable, the Exxon cable, um, they were looking for it in in particular colours. Um, they hadn't manufactured it before. We then spoke to the factory and spoke to the customer. Of we're actually now getting it made in eleven different colours, um, with which is a bit of a success story. It's sort of opened up a lot of doors for us, um, and also getting our name actually marked on the cable. So, so uh, that's, that's been a it's been a very good thing actually. And of course, that's really come as a result of keeping very close with your customers, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's the, that's that's number one. Keeping uh, keeping close to customers and. And, and your suppliers as well. I think that's definitely a uh, definitely a definitely a plus. So, do you have suppliers in Australia as well as overseas, or are they all mainly overseas? No, we do have. Um, we've got two other sort of main suppliers um, that are in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, they they keep a lot more stock here, and um, we just rep- represent them in in certain areas. Um, two of them, we just represent them in New South Wales. So. Um, and that's yeah, that's working out fine. It's working out really good. Uh, now, one of the areas of obviously is always a big issue for small businesses is uh, marketing and getting themselves out there. What what sort of marketing have you found successful for your business? Yeah, it was it was something I spent a, a lot of time on researching. Actually, um, as we said, being a small business and and to invest in in certain areas does cost a uh, does cost a bit of money. But what we found was um, expos were we're 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 quite good actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we just done a petrochem one in Perth, and yeah, it was it was really successful. There's initial outlay um, is obviously a bit costly, but yeah, just the contacts you meet within those three days of working on a stand is um, yeah, it's it's certainly priceless. It's um, it, it's really worked for us. So it's putting you right in touch with your target market, isn't it? Yeah, and being on the ground floor too, as you said, you can you can at least um, you know see them face to face, and you know if they've got a problem or they've got a um, you know a certain a certain area that needs looking at, you can sort of get them at ground level, you know. Yeah. Did Did you have any challenges with the actual trade show, especially one over in Perth? What were? were you... Oh, yeah. There's a few challenges. Um, being Being on this side, our sending our gear over to the stand, it didn't quite arrive on time, so. Oh. Uh, we were under the pump there a little bit for a couple of days, but um, but uh, yeah, we managed to make do. We we bought a few pieces over there to to fill the stand, but um, no, it was, it was good. Did you find the expo useful for building a database rather than actual making sales? People that you would obviously go back and talk to afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, uh, the database is, is something. Even if we just send an email, um, what we try and do now is just. Just once a month, just to those particular people, just send them an email, something new that we've got coming up, um, just letting them know little things that are happening in the future, just sort mm. of keeping in touch with them, you know, which is, as you said earlier, is a, is, is a big player in the, 
in small business. So it's like a like a newsletter. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly right. Just yeah. um, just touching base with them. Because newsletters are often very very effective if you're giving your clients information rather than just trying to sell products. If you're telling them uh, case studies and how you've solved certain problems for people, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, even back to the sort of mining industry, you know, just getting into certain um, certain mines, getting to use your product, and then once another uh, another particular mine hears about it, they sort of want to um, start using it as well. So it just becomes a bit of word of mouth, which is a which is a big thing as well. Right. Well, thanks for your time today, Grant, uh, and sharing that little thoughts about your business. Not a problem. Thank you. We'll talk to you another time. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks, Julian. Grant Bridge there from TK Distributors. Um, some ideas there of setting up a business, two and a half years old, he's going going strong. Very important uh, clues there, weren't there? Uh, keeping in touch with your customers, listening to your customers. Your customers will tell you what uh, other products you need to add to your business range. So uh, talk to your customers, find out what they want, and uh, your con- business will continue to be successful. You're listening to Business for Laura New on 2NURFM 103.7, 25 minutes past one. Time to go over and talk to John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Julian. I was just listening to My Girl and thinking I, I went and saw the uh, boat that rocked at the movies last night. Oh, you went and saw it, did you? Yeah, it was terrific. Was it good? Yeah, I need to go and see that one. Yeah. It would take me back to my time in the 60s in England. I think it would. Yeah. And I thought when you said thinking about My Girl, I thought you were thinking about your wife over there in England. Oh, I was thinking of her earlier. <laughs> Okay, so today we're talking about some business ideas that might suit retirees. I know that the economic conditions have forced a lot of uh, people who have gone into retirement to either now seek some sort of uh, uh, extra income, whether it be uh, the retirement benefit or whether it be uh, even going back into work. Obviously, small business might be a solution for some of these people, mightn't it? It's a real challenge, uh, actually, for the people because uh, so often... People meet what they appear to be a, is a barrier to get in getting employment, where they find that, well, they think that the employer says, "Oh, you're too old. I want someone younger." And before you know it, you're believing that what's the point in going for a job because everyone thinks you're too old. Mm. Uh, and the issue with that is, is that you haven't got control of your situation. So, business is a good way to get control of your own situation. Absolutely, especially if they're looking just sort of sort of top up some income if they you know only want two or three days a week, they could find some sort of businesses that would suit that, couldn't they? Yeah. You really have to go back and have a look at the skills that you have and you know, certainly experience. You might have been uh, a manager of a business or a, a tradesperson or whatever. Identify what those skills are and think about how you can contribute, either contribute to a business or develop a business from it. Uh, there's a guy in here a couple of days ago that uh, he's an electrician, he's an electrical contractor, but he'd, he'd retired, and he wanted to go back into being doing electrical contracting. He'd found it really difficult to get a job, again, because of his age. Mm. But you know, actually, through the centre, I was able to put him in touch with two people who were looking for someone to do some part-time work, and that's all he wanted. Mm. Mm. So, but, uh, and, but on a subcontract basis, and as when... Yeah, as needed uh, basis. So getting an IBN number and all those sorts of things, and yeah, his own insurance... Right. And and, you know, and and really, it won't interrupt his lifestyle too much, but give him you know, the supplementary income that he needs. Yeah, so, so you've mentioned uh, looking at your skill set. So what sort of businesses do you think 
could be available for uh, retirees or people close to retirement? I guess the the obvious one is, uh, you know, if they've got a hobby, mm. can that be converted at least into a part-time business? And often that can, but sometimes it can't and you think it can. So that's a, it's a bit of a risk. You really have to have a good look at that and be very objective about it. Mm. Um, one of the ideas recently that's, that's cropped up, which I rather like, is often younger people are starting out in business. Uh, you know, they may be quite young, in their early 20s, or they might be in their 30s and they've worked in an industry for a while and want to convert to, you know, getting control of their own life. Uh, people that have had experience in that particular area of business can often add serious value to somebody who's just starting out mm. and fast-track their growth. Mm. Because in that initial period, you need to grow rapidly to establish your first base point. Yes. So they provide a, like a hand-holding exercise. That's right. Yeah, and they could do it on an equity or an or an employed basis, whatever. Yep. But you know, could bring some value in. And you know, we we see a lot of people that are starting out in, in, in new businesses, and you often think to them to yourself, "Wouldn't it be lovely if they had a bit more wisdom in that head before they start?" Yeah. Well, and of course, not only do they provide the wisdom and the uh, and the skill level, but they'd also probably provide the network that would be okay. needed too. Often, yeah. Sometimes those networks have they've been out of it for a while, and the networks aren't as strong as they formerly were. Yeah. But, you know, it takes them a very, very short time to get back to that level. Yeah. Well, you, you know where to go, don't you? That's the key. You know what to do. It's just knowledge. <laughs> you, you, know? you rely on the telephone rather than Google. Exactly. And uh, uh, obviously, uh, because of the age limit, age area there, there's a lot of. Uh, Opportunities springing up in for the uh, baby boomers, isn't there? The uh, you know the the lifestyle uh, type businesses. There is, you know, there's one another one recently which I thought was just terrific. Was someone that uh, was uh, and actually sold out of a business and wanted to be a bit occupied uh, again of mature age. And what that person wanted uh, was something that would you know like three mornings a week. Mm. And. They, they actually found a business where they, it's to do with coffee, where they actually distribute coffee beans to machines, put machines out and supply the beans to those machines, and that's all it'll require them to do. Just the, just the three mornings a week. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's amazing when you scratch the surface, the types of opportunities that you find. Now, obviously, the small business centre at Lake Macquarie can help people with ideas. Is there any other help that would could be of assistance? Uh, what, what, again... Uh, we run the NIS scheme here, which I think we've talked about a little bit in the past, mm. probably will in the future, but you know, it's designed to assist people to get up and, and start new businesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has some very strong elements to it. Now, that scheme, uh, I have seen in the last month a number of mature age people coming back in and starting businesses through the scheme. Mm. And mm. they're starting businesses around their strengths from their previous working life. So the main requirement would be receipt of a, some sort of a benefit, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get a government payment every fortnight for a year, you get business mentoring and you get business management training. Okay. So it's really good for people with, with skills other than business skills mm. to come in and, and make something of uh, those skills. Well, we might talk a bit more about that next week when we look at some of the businesses that are being economically challenged at the moment. Terrific. Okay. Thank you very much for your time, John. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. John Cayley there from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre.
business ideas that might suit some retirees. There's some opportunities there, maybe uh, one or two days a week, maybe uh, setting up a little business. Well, now it's time to have a look at our business tips, and there's a few little quick tips again that I can give you that may or may not help you. First of all, we're having trouble getting someone to return your telephone calls. The chances are strong that you don't rate high as their priority. It's time to leave some power messages to beef up the urgency factor. List all the power words that you can think of which relate to speed and urgency, then choose the words that have the most emotional impact. Rather than, it's important that I speak to Mr Smith today, do something like, it's absolutely critical that Mr Smith call me back immediately, I'll keep all my lines open for him. Another one, make sure that you have a backup copy of the phone numbers in your personal phone directory. Keep it stored in a safe place and away from the original. In a disaster, you won't have to spend hours rebuilding your phone list. And of course, the same goes for your email list as well. Whenever your business receives a compliment from a customer, particularly a letter, make sure that all your staff are aware of it. Why not send a photocopy of the letter to each employee with a handwritten note from the boss that simply says, thanks for your part in our receiving the attached letter of appreciation. Your continued support is the foundation of our success. Another one, a purchasing tactic that might work. Ignore a recently announced price increase and send it to your purchase order at the old send in your purchase order at the old price. If this is done shortly after the new price is posted, there's a good chance the vendor will ignore the difference and fill the order at the old price. Something else here from a tactic to uh, ta- this tactic multiplied the sales at a trade exhibition sevenfold. It consisted of an expertly written and targeted pre-exhibition letter that included the top part of an expensive Parker pen and a free exhibition entry ticket. The prospects were informed that the, te- the pen was waiting for them at the exhibition stand to be picked up by them. A staggering 56% of prospects visited the stand and 23% of the attendees resulted in on-the-spot business. Dare to be different, to be fresh and exciting with your marketing ideas. And this one, to be sure that anyone who answers the phone knows the answers to frequently asked questions, tape a list of facts and figures to the desk or to the phone itself. It simplifies things for those answering the phone and puts you in control of the information they're giving out. In addition, all emergency numbers and instructions should be kept handy to the main telephone answering handsets. Just a couple of little tips that might help build your business just that little bit more in the future. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. A couple of things that are coming up. Oz Industry has the Innovation Festival special going on from the 8th of May through to the 22nd of May, covering the Central Coast, Hunter and North Coast areas. Um, there's quite a few activities happening there. You can go to www.hcc innovationfestival.com.au One of the particular ones that's happening in the area, Protecting Your Brand Seminar on next Tuesday evening at 5.30 at the Hunter Business Centre and gain more information from the Hunter Business Centre or from that uh, website I've just given you. Next week we'll discuss some opportunities for economically challenged businesses with John Cayley. Got a chat with Jenny Nichols, the President of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce and we'll look at some more of those simple tips for your business. I'd love your company again next Thursday at the same time for Business, the Law and You. Remember, focus your passion on your vision.